Welcome to another exciting episode of 602 Row Show, covering Fantasy Bachelor and Bachelorette. Uh, for mostly fans who are new to fantasy, although we're kind of getting deeper into this thing, and uh, a lot of our players are, are now among the best in the world, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know what we're doing. This is uh, the week one preview uh, review of Clayton uh, from the, the night where we got to meet 30-ish amazing women competing for Clayton's heart. Uh, it was it was a lot. It was uh, chaotic. I also like realized. Um, so well, I realized a lot of things today uh, <laughs> about this. First, um, this was actually my first time um, doing or watching an episode of Bachelor Bachelorette that we're going to be later filming while drinking and while with other people. Um, and so my notes were very unintelligible. Um, so I ended up doing a rewatch of it uh, so that I can make sure that I was actually talking about things that really happened and not just that I dreamt up. Um, and I realized just like in going through the episode again that the um, I feel like ABC used to make the premieres three hours long. So we got more content. Like we actually saw all of the intros. Um, and then we also saw more conversations like between the different people. Um Cause it felt short too. Like it felt really chaotic. I felt like there was like a lot of just like pieces like here and there. And like, I feel like they, they used to be three hours long. Maybe again, like, maybe this is like a fever dream that I had. I don't know. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, I, I we'd have to look, but I, I, I feel like we've seen more of the intros. Uh, you sent me a picture of uh, one of the girls getting out of a vehicle that made her whole context make more sense. And it's not something that we got on the show. So yeah. wouldn't shock me. If they're skipping all over the place, that's kind of something that they do from time to time. Yeah. Uh, all right. So first up here, you guys, is the uh, scoring categories uh, for Rose League, for the weekly league. Um, again, couple changes from uh, Michelle's season of The Bachelorette to Clayton's season of The Bachelor. Really minor scoring changes, uh, but actually a couple that came into play in this episode. Yeah. Uh, so you've heard us say it a thousand times, you know, know your scoring, check, make sure you understand what's going on there, um, because changes can make a difference, uh, and, and like we saw in this episode, it, it did. Yeah. So our week one picks, uh, I know in our pick show, we had a lot of overlap. Um, Megan, looks like your picks aren't quite the same as they were when we talked last. <laughs> They're not. Big surprise. Um as it happens most times. Um, yeah, no, I changed my life a little bit there. So we still uh, the, we still had the four core the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teddy, Shanae, Rachel, Susie. No, I switched it. No. So if you flip to the next slide, I don't think we updated it on the oh, slide. Oh, so, okay. yes, so, I don't so have that, that was my original pick. So my original pick, I had all four of like our leading ladies that were the same, and then I had um, Tanae and I had um, uh, Teddy. And so, see that's the that's the trick, guys. We're filming this show live, not live, to uh, try to reduce editing. So that's <laughs> all going to still be in there. Now you have the week one results on your yeah, screen, and, and you can see that the adjusted uh, lineup. These are completely different. They're not completely different. Oh, yeah. I can't help but notice that 
you left Serene in there. Yeah, so I, I switched two people. Um, and I cho- happened to choose two of the wrong people to switch out <laughs> based off of the points that they got. So, yeah, I, um, I switched out Rachel and Gabby for Cassidy and Sierra. Um, and so I left in Serene. I was waiting. So first I switched out um, Gabby for Sierra. Um, and that one was based off of just some of the previews I was seeing. It just seemed like Sierra was like she was in a lot of the preview. Um, and she was making snarky comments about some of the other girls. And so I was <laughs> a big shocker going for some of those drama points about talking smack about other characters or other contestants. Um, and then there was also screenshots of her get, getting one-on-one time with Col- or Clayton. Jesus Christ, guys. You can tell we haven't <laughs> done this in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, so there, there are a couple of uh, screenshots of her having one-on-one time with Clayton. And so I thought that that would be like a good switch over because I was, again, baking on drama and baking on that one-on-one time for her to maybe make up some points. Because I didn't see the same for Gabby. So I didn't see any screenshots of her talking to Clayton. Um, I wasn't really seeing her in the previews, like doing anything behind the scenes. Um, And so I took her out. The other change that I made was Rachel for Cassidy. Um, And so this was a similar one where um, I wasn't seeing Rachel a ton in the other previews um, or in a lot of the screenshots. Like I didn't even see her having like a a screenshot or like a still picture of her getting one-on-one time with Clayton. Plus, I'm pretty sure that... I'm going to have a reaction to Rachel that I had to Serena on that season, which is that I just don't get it. And we're going to talk about that when we get to Rachel. But like, I also think that that's part of the reason why I pulled her too is because again, like I just don't have faith in her because I just don't get it, which is fine. Fine. I don't have to get it. Um, but so I put in Cassidy because I knew Cassidy had a prop. Plus she was all over the previews. Um, and again, there were still photos of her getting one-on-one time with Clayton, where not only were they doing the things that we saw in the episode, but also that they were sitting down and talking. Lo and behold, none of that came true because ABC loves nowadays to trick us with their previews and to trick us with their still photos and not actually show us that in the episode, which is exactly what happened. So we didn't see any one-on-one time with Sierra. Um the smack that she did talk um, didn't get counted as smack talk um, within the Rose League. Um, and I actually, I, I had a, com- a slight conversation with the Rose League um, girl who does like all the scoring about that. Just being curious myself as to like what's counting and what's not counting. Um, and then for Cassidy, her time was severely cut. And again, for Rachel and Gabby, they both actually had screen time that we didn't get a preview for. Yeah, I mean... It's really hard to tell a lot of these blonde girls apart. Yeah. Um, as 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 horrible as that might be to to say, it's it's not even like the tenth most abrasive thing I've said. Um, yeah, it, it's it's tough. They all look very similar. So the for me, a lot of the previews, I had to like sit and take notes on previews uh, because I just I couldn't follow who was who and what was what. It just, it wasn't, wasn't really what I was looking for from a, yeah. from an information standpoint. Yeah. Well, and again, even the previews that we saw, we didn't get all of the content that was in the previews. Um, and again, a lot of like the, the photos that ABC put out to promo for the, the season one also did not get actually shown 
which again is their prerogative, but is also part of what made me question, did this used to be three hours long? And again, I think it did. So uh, I'm having some issues with, uh, with one of my screens here. Megan, can you uh, can you talk about Teddy uh, while I go and grab the uh, overall scoring? Miss Teddy, um, yeah. So um, it's like a what she did and why she got a lot of points. Oh, <laughs> yes, I will talk about Teddy, guys. <laughs> um, so Teddy ended up banking way more points than I expected. Um, again, coming in we didn't have a lot from Teddy. Like the previews, they showed her, but like not really. Um, we knew from other sources that she was going to be getting that first impression rose. But as far as where the other points come from, those were all very much surprises for me as far as like how much she kissed Clayton, um, how much she talked about her family, like the the time that she did get. Um, that was all pretty surprising for me. But I'm glad that I had her in my lineup anyway. Yeah, she put up down a ton of points. I think... Uh... 41. I think she, yeah, she ended up kissing him quite a bit. Um, I was pleased knowing that we were going to have her in our lineup. Um, that she did as much as she did. Yeah. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about the the character of her when we get to it. Yeah. Um, Rose League Bachelor Nation, uh, not so hot, guys. You see here the uh, the six hundred two Rose Show scoring. Myself in first place came in first real late. I was chasing for a long uh, amount of time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Actually, but my friend, who's a newbie in the Rose League um, that I was watching with, she was in first for most of the episode. So we were wondering who some of these people were live. <laughs> we were uh, we were looking at some of these scores rolling through, and uh, and yeah, people did really really well. Yeah. Uh, you'll see Bachelor Nation standings there. Um, I'm going to just throw a disclaimer out up on the front of this. I'm going to use perfect lineup in a couple different ways. I'm going to try to say optimal lineup for the best possible and perfect for yeah. the best actual. Um, but you see uh, myself at 233, Megan at 736. Uh, we will overcome this start. The, uh, the perfect lineup um, was 122 points. Uh, only one person ended up having that. Uh, but that was not even the optimal lineup. Yeah. Um, shockingly to me, Sally, somehow, Sally would have made a perfect lineup. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, I'm sure that we'll talk about Sally a little bit later, um, too, when we get to, like, the eliminations. But, um, yeah, Sally was a, a late shocker. A late edition shocker. Um, and again, ABC has been liking doing this thing where they drop a preview or drop like a spoiler about an hour or two before the episode. And that's what they did with the, a Sally clip. Uh, at which point I then texted Rick and was like, oh, I bet Sally self-eliminates like right here. Um, like he's going to give her a rose and she's going to be the one that rejects it. Um, and what did you say, Rick? When I, I said, that? absolutely not going to happen. Yeah. There's no way you're right. Yeah. And then I was right. You were right. <laughs> uh, perfect lineup, guys. Uh, with again a, a nod to Teddy, yeah. uh, who more than doubled the score of the next closest contestant. Yeah. Huge night for Teddy. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, but a perfect lineup would have been Teddy, Rachel, Sally with a self elimination, Sarah, Elizabeth, and Gabby. Yeah. 
Well, in staff, and you, no one had that. I I didn't look at the scoring and how they scored that, but I don't know if Scally, Sally got double nixed for both rejecting the rose and going home. And if she did, that was a solid. I think eleven points that she got subtracted. Yes, she scored nineteen points with eleven coming off the top, and she was still tied for second in scoring. Her and Rachel tied in scoring. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, that whole we'll 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 move on to Sally in a minute here, but that whole segment was was a little wild. Uh, so again, one more time, you see the Rose Show standings there, the Bachelor Nation standings. Um, we will we will keep pushing. We will keep pushing. Uh, really, the difference between first place and seven hundred and thirty sixth place is twenty points. Yeah. So there's there's plenty of time and room to make this up, but you know it's the things we've been preaching. It's it's, it's keep grinding, keep going. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, big three things. Yeah. What was your positive or thing you like? My my favorite was Teddy's portrayal, <laughs> where because it's important to bachelor nation she comes on as the virgin and then immediately she goes well that was probably a mistake yeah and then she's sitting with her family and she's like yeah if i go to fantasy suites i'm definitely having sex with clay yeah it's like oh oh, okay and then she shows up and she is very forward yeah she is visually a great kisser yeah and keeps going back for more and keeps re-engaging on that. So so Teddy, I'm just going to say it. Teddy kissing like a hoe and acting like a virgin. Um, yeah. That was my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, and actually, like along similar, similar lines, my favorite thing was the aggressiveness of these ladies. Um, because, yeah, um, we will talk about it later. But Clayton kissed a number of women this episode. Um, but... He also got kissed. <laughs> like there, there were several women who took it upon themselves to initiate that kiss, and I loved that forwardness, loved that aggressiveness. And you and I talked about this when we did like our big preview of the season, and how it very much felt like, according to the bios that we were seeing, there were going to be some women who were more passive, and then some just very aggressive, self-assured, powerful women, um, similar to Michelle. And we were kind of talking about which one is Clayton going to be more attracted to, like which one is a better fit for him. And man, oh man, did those aggressive girls come out and he liked them. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think, I think as soon as the first person got their kiss, everyone just kind of sprang to action. They're like, oh, that's this kind of thing now. And we can get in on this. I'm like, oh, I got to get my lips in there. Well, and from a Dana standpoint, I don't think a single girl that kissed him went home. No, and again, we will talk about kissing later. So I have um, a, I have a sneaky segment here that Rick doesn't know about yet that we will be talking about the kissing. <laughs> so uh, my least favorite yeah. continues to be the way they are treating the character of Clayton. Uh, you know, it started on the Mentel All, and it's been on their social media accounts, uh, and we won't rehash all of that, but it, it carried over into this episode. Um, you know, Clayton is the first Bachelor ever to be rejected before the show starts, and be rejected during the opening ceremony, and, 
I, I, I don't, I have an idea why they're doing all this pandering. I don't care for it. I hate it. You should be supporting your lead in a way that makes you not look like you cast an idiot. Or that makes it look like the lead actually wants to be there. Yeah, I, I had, I... I have a big problem with the way they're portraying him as just this big, lunky idiot from the Midwest who, oops, isn't a black guy, so let's just make fun of him. I, I really don't care for that. And that's, like, all that he has. Yeah, and, and the man's attractive. But, but give yeah. us that development. No, because at this point, we still haven't seen why he's the Bachelor. Yeah. No, no like, like there their preview of him was everything that we saw in Michelle season. There was no new information. So my least favorite was also Clayton. <laughs> so you and I are perfectly matched there. So I have a lot to say about this as well. And I'm going to overtake you a little bit here because I think part of what annoyed me the most too, is that not only are they choosing to portray him in this way, but he's very much leaning into it. So like in his preview, when he was talking about like, why am I the bachelor? Like, Oh, people keep coming up to me. and like wondering why I'm the bachelor. His response was atrocious. And, like, yes, like, to some extent, ABC chose to choose that segment. I'm sure that he filmed a lot of different responses, right? Like, I'm sure. But he also chose to say the words I'm about to repeat right now because they were just so cringy, which is that the reason why he was chosen as The Bachelor is because he believes in the process more than anyone else. And although he doesn't like screen time, he's truly here for the right reason. Like, that was what he chose to say. He chose that. And yes, again, like, there are probably a ton of, like, a hundred other responses that he gave them. And that was also what ABC chose and what they chose to, like, portray in their edit. But, like, the fact of the matter is he also chose that. And so I hate this, like, victim mindset that he has, like, coming into this of, like, well, is me. Like, I'm not enough. Blah, blah, blah. And I think part of what's irking me a lot, too, is that in the last two seasons, we've had very powerful women, and their entire message was, I want to find a partner, I want to find a soulmate. When he talked about the reason why he's doing this, his reason is, I want to get married and I want to have kids. Like, I want to have kids. That's, like, his, his, his goal. I want to have kids. Dude, there are plenty of ways to have kids without marrying someone, without being in love with someone. Like, you don't fucking need a partner or a soulmate to have fucking kids. Go have kids. Go fuck some broad who's not on birth control. Like, I don't know. But, like, it's just, I'm not happy with it so far. <laughs> and now we have to tag this as explicit, and you're welcome. <laughs> I, I will say that... We the the same character can't hold through the whole season. We saw it with Michelle. They they will not allow a static character to hold for ten episodes. So yeah. at some point, this this clowning on Clayton has to stop. Yeah. I just we haven't seen anything to know what's next. I will say, though, I mean, again, with his insistence of, like, that, like, marriage and kid point, as we talked about in the preview for the season, I think anyone else that has that same mindset is going to go pretty far. So we heard that re really heavily um, emphasized by uh, Genevieve. 
talked about it mul- at multiple points throughout the episode. And so as fantasy viewers, I'll get off my soapbox now, but as fantasy viewers, um, you want to be listening for women who talk about family, talk about wanting to have kids and being ready for having kids, who want marriage, who talk about having like parents whose marriage they look up to, because those are going to be big deal breakers for Clayton moving forward. Who was the contestant that had a son? Um, one of the blondes, I think. Yeah, I th- that's the problem I'm having. Yeah, I don't remember. Didn't come up night one, for what it's worth. Yeah, it did come up. I, like it, I think it will, but yeah, it didn't come up yet. All right. Okay. Uh, do you want to go what first for surprise? surprise? All right. Uh, my my surprise. Yeah. And it's it's a surprise wrapped in hope. I think we got a senior bachelor backdoor promo. <laughs> Um, so I get you know, the old, the old woman comes out for the, for the, the pilot lady. I don't know. She's like a flight instructor who apparent who apparently we have a ton of contacts who know she's from like Huntley. We have a ton of people that went to high school with her. Mike knows her. It's not turned into anything yet. No one has any data whatsoever. But I'm gonna I'm gonna keep leaning on that and see what I can get. But that you know the this older woman comes out and introduces herself and I'll hold off on Clayton's response because I want to talk about it when I talk about Clayton. But uh, you know then she she's like oh I was here for the senior bachelor and that's something that's been teased for a few years now and it's yeah. something that I want dearly. I would love that. So I do have to give a little hat tip. Uh, Joke of the night at the denim viewing party. Yeah, yeah, okay. It goes to Kendall. Okay. Because we're talking about Senior Bachelor, and I'm like, oh, man, they've been talking about that for years. Yeah. And he just deadpan. He's laying on the floor watching. And he goes, well, all the contestants keep dying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes. So that that was uh, that was joke of the night uh, where we were watching. Either dying or forgetting that they signed up for it. Um, <laughs> so my surprise was so um, spoiler. Um, fast forward a minute if you don't want to hear it. Um, but so we kind of know that Gabby goes pretty far in this season. Um, and I think just from, like, looking at Gabby, she just, like, looks like this, like, sweet, innocent girl. And then she fucking comes on with this pillow and tells Clayton that she wants to sit on his face. And I was like, oh, I love it. So my surprise was Gabby um, and just, like, how raunchy and out there what she was. Especially given, again, like, the way that she looks. I was not expecting that, and I fucking loved it. Gosh, she looks like Kaylin, though. No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Check my Instagram. I'll post the side by side. She looks. She. Yeah. We we can talk more about Gabby later. Okay, but you guys are notorious for having really bad, um, like side by side. I will not check my Instagram. I'll put up what Megan's talking about too. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, did you have anything else like meta before we before we move into? The, the contestants here? Um, the contestants or uh, Clayton? We're talk about we'll, Clayton we'll, start, we'll start with Clayton. Okay. Um, well, I guess just like meta. Um, I don't mind Jesse yet. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about him. 
He's not. He's not Chris Harrison. He's not Chris Harrison, but I also don't want Chris Harrison. So oh. um, I don't mind Jesse. I don't mind Jesse. Um, I cannot, for the life of me, imagine staying up until eight in the morning in a formal dress and heels, drinking when there's no food. Guys, the rose ceremony ended at eight in the morning. Eight in the morning. So, so we were talking about this, and one of the girls we were watching with had like a friend of a friend kind of connection who went on Bachelor. Yeah. She was saying that their drinks are metered. You're only allowed X drinks per hour. So I've heard something like that before, but I also, you know, on the first night, they don't give you any food, and that's purposeful because they want a drunk person. So what, what I know is that Figure it starts at 9 p.m., 10 p.m., right? That's probably a reasonable time for them to start that nonsense. I mean, yeah, which is also ridiculous. Like, come on, guys, the sun is down. Like, let's get this on the road. So let, let's just call it 10 hours. Yeah. Two drinks an hour for 10 hours is not enough drinks to have to deal with No. all the shit we do see. Well, and I do think that... I feel like they were they were a lot looser with drinking prior to their Bachelor in Paradise scandal a couple of summers ago, um, and I think now they're probably more metered than what they used to be because we used to have a lot more drunkenness too on night one, and like the past few seasons we haven't had as much as much drunkenness, and so I do wonder if that's like a change that came because of some of the drama. I, I like the disasters. I do too. <laughs> I like people like getting butt ass naked and jumping in the pool. Yes. <laughs> like I might want. Let's and go yeah. for it. <laughs> the other, okay. the other, the only other meta thing I had that came up again with new people. So it's not just me screaming at the sky like I normally am. Um, but it was the it's the twenty four seven access thing. Yeah. And, and I think I think that like obviously having that like live live before they have a chance to touch it would be gold. But I I think I'd pay for it like now. Like if I could just like pay for access to the whole week, the week it's happening, yeah, I'm I'm in. Well, and again, like I think like, okay, I'm gonna have to look this up because because now it's like really bothering me and I've mentioned it four times. Um but, like I truly feel like we used to get a lot more content night one. Which again like makes me feel because we didn't increase the number of people that were there. And so like I feel like they're like, there had to be more time previously. Um, so. Well, we'll look that up, and maybe we'll throw that and some of these uh, side-by-side pictures up on the, up on our Instagram. So maybe in a short or something. We'll, we'll see what we can get. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay, Clayton, I know you have a ton to say, so I'm going to ask if I can start. Yeah, you start. You go. Because I really only have one thing, and then I was planning to just play off of you. Okay. Clayton's? Facial expressions yeah. are top tier, elite, yeah. elite level facial. <laughs> if his facial expressions were a football player, it'd be Joe Flacco. He is just <laughs> above and beyond. It started early with the with the uh, introductions, mm-hmm. and whether it was the old woman and him trying to figure out what in the fuck an old woman was there for, or girls doing weird stuff like rolling up in a tub. Or the the um uh, 
I'm sure we'll get to it, but the girl who didn't say anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't think of her. Ivana. Yeah, Ivana. Just the 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 looks on his face are so pure. I I can see directly into his soul with the way he reacts to situations, and yeah. and that is what it is. But I say it because I'm excited for like hometowns. Because someone's dad's going to say to him, like, oh, what makes you think knowing my daughter for five weeks is enough for you to marry her? And we're going to see. We're going to see exactly what he thinks about that stupid question. And I'm very excited. 100%. Um, Now you can tear apart Clayton. Go ahead. Well, I'm not going to tear. I already tore apart. I'm going to add some other things that were kind of cute. No, I think, like, I think that you're right. And I think that that... Like that, maybe like transparency is a good word for it. Um, really plays into like the character that so far ABC has been showing us, right? Which is like that kind of dopey, kind of just like guy who's like all American Joe. Hard on um, his sleeve, yeah. <laughs> but I think it goes even farther. I mean, like I wrote down that like him spilling his drink. Right, like he went to do the toast, and he accidentally spilled his drink, and everyone laughed, and it was like a cute moment. Um, I I rolled my I I was such a cynic. I rolled my eyes at it. <laughs> I was like, "This is so fucking dumb." <laughs> but you're you're not that, you're not insinuating that that was fabricated, are you? <laughs> no, I'm okay. not. I genuinely think he spilled his drink. But like the reaction of everyone in the room was like, "Oh my god, it's so cute! He's spilling his drink!" And I was like. <laughs> What are we on? Like, do do we all have drugs? Like, can I have some? Because like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> um, but again, like them choosing to show that moment, right? Like, they could have easily cut it, could have easily cut it, but they didn't. Like, they chose to leave it in there because like, there's something endearing about it, right? There's something very like, um, like back home, like average Joe that like comes with that. Um, <laughs> I will say like one. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a compliment sandwich here. So that was my compliment. <laughs> and then and then my negative. So again, going back to things that he said that really um really irritated me was that when he got that note from Michelle's student, it made a really big impact on him. It was one of the most impactful things that's ever happened to him. Again, this man chose to say that. So chose to say that. Chose to say that that this hour that he spent with Michelle students, and then the letter that they were forced to write to him was the one of the most impactful moments of his life, and made him realize that he wanted children. We were watching live Arizona Live, and we had someone there who hadn't watched Michelle's season. And when the kit letter thing came up, we lost it. Because she goes, she says something along the lines, and uh, Sam, I'm sorry if you watch and I, and I get your quote wrong, but she goes something along the lines of like, oh, that's so sweet that those kids wrote them that letter. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, there's no way in fuck that the kids wrote this letter. There's no, no way. No. No, and also like it shouldn't have impacted you that much, dude. Like, if it did, like, we need to have a larger conversation about what your life was prior to that event. 
Um, okay. Compliment. I actually thought it was really cute and considerate the way that he kind of stopped in halfway through the intros to like be like, hey guys, I just want you to, I just want you to know, like, I'm so excited. Thank you all so much for being here. I still like appreciate every single one of you. Now I go, I go meet the other half of the women. I thought that was really cool. And I've never seen that happen before um, in any of like the bachelor or bachelorettes. And I, like I did, I thought that was really cute, considerate. It very much like, I think made the girls feel like, he hadn't forgotten them, right? He was still thinking about them. Um, and I do genuinely feel like it was something that he did unprompted. Um, and, it, like, I appreciated it. Like, I would have appreciated that, being one of those girls. So I thought that was really cool. That was the first time, and maybe maybe the only time in this episode, that I started to believe the character. Yeah. Uh, so obviously a lot more data to come. But I, I, I would echo what you said there. That, that seemed... Really genuine uh, yeah. and very odd for Bachelor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I liked it as well. It was, it was a good spot. Uh, in the in the spirit in the spirit of the way I treated Michelle, mm-hmm. I disliked the blue suit. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure Bachelor Data has a breakdown of like what color suits guys have worn for the last ten seasons. Actually. So I haven't seen it. They had a breakdown of the color of dresses the girls have worn. I, as a man who probably can't rock a blue suit that well, it it has no place on night one. Um, again, it, so for anyone who doesn't follow the contestants, the, the bachelor bachelorette don't dress themselves. It's designer, it's stylist, it's uh, everything. They, they don't have anything to do with it. Now, he might have been like, oh, I want to wear a blue suit. Someone could have told him no. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I disliked I disliked the, the blue suit. Um, yeah, it was, it was casual for night one, especially given that the girls were all, again, in their night, in their gowns. Uh, very sequins, very like over the top night one. Like it was, it was like more informal than like a black, a black suit or a tux would have been. I will say one other, maybe positive thing. No, it's not a positive thing. I don't know where they bust in hot girls to Eureka. Because in that, in that promo set from when he went home, there might not be that many good-looking girls in Missouri. They came from, from St. Uh, Louis and from Kansas City. Like, they came knowing that he was going to be there and they were going to have screen time. Yeah, I mean, they, they had, like, camera FaceTime with, like, some decent-looking girls. And then they do the wide shots of, like, the town of Eureka. Well, and I will say, so I watched, oh, and now I'm forgetting which Instagram account it was. And so I apologize for whatever Instagram account it was. But they were, uh, they did, like, a meme of, like, oh, yeah, like, all of the girls in this town are going ham for, for Clayton in this preview. And you can see all the guys in the background are just like, what the fuck is happening? Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, it's like all the guys who are just like, fuck you, Clayton. Because, <laughs> like, really, I mean, when you watch it, it's only women <laughs> who are cheering for him. And all the guys are just, like, doing their regular jobs like grown-ass people. <laughs> Josh had a, a minor shit fit in our group chat. Because, yeah. uh... And I quote, Eureka's where fucking Six Flags is. So, 
Maybe the, I should, I, the only I, analogy I have is like Gurney up here, and like Gurney is not like good old boy hometown kind of area. So I've never been to Eureka. Bigger than Eureka. I'll take I'll take your word for it because if I ever go to Gurney or Eureka again, it's it's too soon. Fair. All right. Well, now that we've alienated. Uh, <laughs> home viewing territory here <laughs> let's move on to the eliminations uh we had nine yeah. technically nine eliminations in this episode and three self-eliminations maybe maybe i think, I think so Rewatching it i have to believe it we'll, we'll get to it but like i have to i'll tell you why i believe it so i i put these up uh i had put the names up here in order, because I can't remember any of these damn people's names. Uh, you'll see the two of these girls have bigger pictures. Uh, probably a, a bigger role in the show, at least from a minute standpoint. Doesn't necessarily mean we'll spend the most time talking about them, since it sounds like some of them got very little screen time, and some we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about. Just arguing about uh, it, it's fine. But let's start with Claire, Megan. Uh, uh, strictly from a... From a this is what happened standpoint. Claire is the girl who was super into Clayton, had some extended one-on-one -on -one time that was shown, and then had an about face. Is that is that a fair way of putting it? Yeah. And I think from from the way that it was portrayed and like spoilers ahead of time, it was described as her getting really drunk. And I do believe that she she was that she was drunk, but I also think it was probably more than just being drunk. Um, I actually, on my rewatch today, um, I ended up, I was, again, rewatching their one-on-one -on -one time together. And I thought of, which you're going to, you're going to hate. So prepare yourself for it. Ready? So I, I thought of from years and years and years ago doing the Awkward Turtles. Did you do that? No. <laughs> no. It was, it was an awkward turtle. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with what you're doing with your hands. It's not something I've ever <laughs> done in my entire life. Uh, okay, but then, and then one of the girls that I was watching with, uh, when she got out of the limo, uh, described her as wearing a Nashville wedding dress. And she's from the South, so I think it's true. That's, that's mean. Why? That's mean. Why does it mean? I'm going to Google right now. Nashville wedding dress. Well, because we have conversations all the time about, like, sometimes girls show up in, like, dresses that look like wedding gowns. to like, night one. And, like, she showed up wearing a Nashville wedding dress. Okay. I don't know if that's some kind of derogatory thing or not, but I don't care yeah. for it. Uh, no. Claire seemed like fun. You know, takes them in the parking lot. They play some bags. They eat some chicken wings. Uh, they are interrupted. Mm -hmm. And then Claire kind of goes off the rails. Um, for anyone who is watching this show before they watch Bachelor, which would be a a wild thing to do. Um, a fun choice. Claire does everything... Including calling the lead a pussy. Mm -hmm. um, says that she's not 
into him, says she'd never be into him. Says she hates him. To the other girls. Yeah. Which is just a, it's just a strange choice. Again, I think that that's where I feel some of that drunkenness coming in. We have hurt her ego, so we start running our mouth. So, at the end of it all, Claire scores negative five points in Rose League. Um, which I think was generous. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the scoring here. She only lost five points for insulting The Bachelor for one she, one instance. I think she only... Uh, there's only one count of her having an awkward interaction with him. Correct. So... It's like... Hmm. Her entire existence on the show was an awkward interaction. Yeah. Uh, from the moment she was interrupted on her... We'll call it a date. Her time alone. Uh, really didn't handle it well. No. So interesting, to say the least. Yeah. No, super interesting. Did you have anything else on, on Claire? No, I just wrote, bye, bitch. Um, what, about, what about Sally, who's our other like big bubble? Yeah, so, so Sally we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, Sally's claim to fame her job title on her preview was previously engaged. Um, I, this whole thing was so confusing to me. And when Clayton leaves, I'm assuming just to ask the producers, like, what the fuck? And they send him back in with a rose. Yeah. It, I don't know if it was his decision or their decision or something they just wanted to do. But I, I have I have two takes on this from the two different sides. From Clayton's side, it reeks of desperation. Yeah. She was not, in my opinion, which is super subjective, she was not attractive enough to bend over backwards to try to get this girl to stay. See, I disagree with that, especially because he didn't know what else was coming. It's like that anticipatory anxiety, right? It's like this, oh my gosh, I have a connection I with this guess. one girl. And I don't know what else is coming. And what if I don't feel the same way about anyone else that I feel about her? Like, he had no idea. It was still hours before before if, the intro. If you're attracted to the crying girl who comes to your room before the show starts, that's a whole other issue. Not one that I will slander I mean, for reasons that are my own. He had feelings like he had for Michelle before Michelle. So we're not even like a baby. He has baby feelings. I, I, like he's an infant when it comes to love and 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 everything. I like the idea. Mm-hmm. I dislike the execution. It should have been the producers trying to get her to stay and not him. No, the well, and going back to your point, the producers very much already knew that she had a flight book home. Uh, and so sent her, sent him. One set of Instagram posts I did see was calling her entire timeline into question, mm-hmm. um, which is bachelor trickery and totally fine in my book. But I think yeah. the bigger thing for me with Sally is that that edit mm-hmm. is a bachelorette edit. 
Yeah. It's so weird. It was so weird to take 15 minutes of the show. The show you and I have already talked about being, it felt like it was abbreviated. And committing it to this girl who is not going to have any more screen time the rest of the way. Yep. So unless this is your bachelorette and you've decided that already, it, it just, it doesn't fit. So it's well, kind of weird. Yeah. And again, like, there is no doubt in my mind that she was having these feelings, having these thoughts, the, the however many weeks she was quarantining in the hotel before this. And so to have her go talk to him five hours before all the other girls come to is so strategic. Is so strategic. Like, the producers, one, could have just let her go without him knowing that she ever existed. They could have made her go or encouraged her to go to the the, the meet and greet. Um, or they could have done this, like, way longer, like, way previously. But they didn't. They chose right before the rose ceremony when they also knew that Clayton, or not the rose ceremony, but, like, the intros, to know that Clayton was also going to be really interested. Yeah, it, it felt weird. We'll see what yeah. happens. I will say, so she was also, um, I marked down in here, so she was one of a handful of girls who got a spotlight, like, videography of what their life is, too. Is that Which, again, a, is a lot of screen time. A lot of time for someone who is yeah. now gone. Uh, I, yeah. I will say, I will watch three seasons of Senior Bachelorette before I watch a season of Sally's I mean, unless, unless we're still doing this, then you're going to have to by obligation. I mean, I, I will still watch. I'm saying I would rather watch old people for three yeah. seasons. Just like imagine her old. I don't have to. Because, anyway, uh, Daria. She's, Sally's way more my type than Rachel. Like, I would much rather vote for Sally than Rachel. That's a wild take. I'm just telling you, I am way more attracted to Sally than I am to Rachel. I don't have Rachel up on blondes. my screen they're, at the moment. They're both blondes, but I, again, I just, I'm not into Rachel. Yeah, okay, so we can slander Rachel on her turn, but I'm actually going to agree with you on this. But my my feelings on Sally remain, uh, so That's it tells you how I feel about Rachel. Okay, Daria. Daria? because I have to go in alphabetical order because that's where my notes are. Yes, yeah, so I have the eliminations in alphabetical order on this slide. Um, so yeah, Daria was the ultra smart lawyer girl who, who felt... also got a preview, like a spotlight. He could not have been less interested. Mm -hmm. I... But you know what, Daria? You go kick ass at Yale and you finish that law degree. Like... She'll be I she'll have... be fine. Yeah, she'll be fine. Okay, um, and then we had Haley. Haley. I actually loved her intro. That jar of pickles was actually really cute. I love that Clayton was self aware enough to know that he might not get that jar open. Yeah, and he was like, "You." No, that was really cute. I love that. I was really disappointed to see Haley go. Yeah, that, that seemed to be kind of. All she had, um, she didn't do a whole lot otherwise. But we kind of talked about in our preview of the season of her being one of those, like, southern girls who is used to, like, outdoors and is used to, like, 
just maybe more of his Missouri lifestyle. And so I was disappointed to see her go so early. Yeah, she finished minus one. Um, yeah. yeah, just didn't didn't have a whole lot of screen time. Didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, uh, Ivana, who I'll let you go because you had a thing for Ivana. I I did. Uh, well, you had a thing for her too, thinking that she was like a stripper for bar mitzvahs. Oh yeah, I still <laughs> think she's a stripper for bar mitzvahs. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I hated her intro. It made me so uncomfortable. And then it seemed like from the way that he, like the way that the edit portrayed it is that she was one of the girls who didn't get any one-on-one time with him. So the fact that she was there for 10 hours and didn't speak a word that he heard, so uncomfortable. It was a, it was a really questionable choice. Yeah. She finishes minus six because she did absolutely nothing but get sent home. And, like, I feel like this this gag has worked previously. Like, I feel like I there was, a, like, a contestant who, like, previously had a similar, a similar gag where it did work. It did, like, pull the Bachelor oh, Bachelor out to them. I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. I was about to make a joke that it was the deaf girl. Oh, my God. No, it was not <laughs> Abigail. <laughs> Oh no! I could have kept that to myself, viewers, but I shared it so you know when you see me in hell why I'm there. Yeah, a very trusting environment here. Except <laughs> Okay, did you have anything on Ivana? No, that's it for me. Uh, Jane also finished negative. Didn't get a whole lot of screen time. Uh, but he liked her. He thought she was attractive. I have so many issues with Jane and being sent home over Jill. Jane was, I'm sorry, Jill, so much more attractive. Um, I literally wrote down, not only did she pull up in a sexy car, but that dress, that neckline was to die for. Like, she looks stunning. I hated her cougar joke. That's a joke that you never want to make. I um, love I love that they flashed her age on the screen. She's not a fucking cougar. Um, especially because then I think like, she was followed by someone who's 34. Like That was the funniest part to me was that there was someone else who came after her who was 34 and they didn't refer to her as a cougar and didn't flash her age. But yeah, so like that was a questionable choice, James. But like, sexy car, sexy neckline. And then you have Jill who shows up with the fucking ashes. Clayton, what are we doing? I was disappointed that Jane went home. I I will not disagree, but I will say, if you're picking up your boyfriend from high school football practice as a 33-year-old, you are indeed a cougar. But is she? I won't speak to that. I don't know. Yeah. Someone has called her a cougar. I'm just, I'm telling you the age spread with which that would happen. That's all I know. I've been called a cougar. It doesn't make them correct. Well, why are you hanging out at the high school? I'm not. It was a 26 year old. So in fact, he was the wrong one. Uh, Lindsay D 
who has a special place in my heart for not making us deal with multiple Lindsay's. <laughs> my friend, the only thing I have written down is a comment from one of my friends that I was watching with who said um, that she gave off Hannah B vibes. No. Let's go. I, otherwise, I have nothing. So, there's one comment. Uh, Lindsay D, last place in scoring this week. Negative eight. Yeah. Hannah B vibes. Maybe yeah. I got to watch more live video, I think, see if we get some Hannah B vibes or not. Uh, Rihanna, I don't have anything on. She didn't impress me at all. Yeah. She was just, I mean, like, she did come across as being a little bit more sexually aggressive with her joke about riding a cowgirl, which Clayton's facial expression suggested he was very surprised at. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I have nothing. Now, Samantha, I know you're going to have a couple things to say. I, so I only have the one thing to say. So there are rumors on Instagram um, that Samantha actually self eliminated. That she had one-on-one -on -one time with Clayton once they were inside the house. Um, and after that one-on-one -on -one time, she was not feeling the chemistry. And so she self-eliminated before the rose ceremony. If you go back and look at the rose ceremony, she is not in the rose ceremony. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Because I didn't know if she was standing there or not. Yeah, she is not in the rose ceremony. Which to me gives it some validity. There's some evidence there. That we don't see her leave. And you would think that if Clayton sent her home... The editors, the producers would show that, like they did with Claire, like they did with Sally. But because we don't see it, it seems like she was able to, she self-eliminated in a very, I think, mature and respectful way of just, hey, like, I'm not getting this, like, romantic chemistry from you. You're not my type. And it's self-eliminated. That's the rumor that's out there. And again, I... Wanted to believe it even before I did my rewatch, and then I went did the rewatch, and I very specifically watched for Samantha throughout the episode. And you do see her when he makes his toast, but then you don't see her at the rose ceremony. The tub entry was asinine. Yeah, it wasn't great, but but hey, you know, yeah, she saved us a little bit of time on the rose ceremony. All right, uh, so now moving the girls who have not been eliminated, uh, we'll roll alphabetically, and we are going to start with uh, Cassidy. I like Cassidy. I think she's very fun and bubbly. Um, I enjoyed her little toy car. It was sad they got crushed by the monster truck that Shanae brought in. Um, but yeah, I liked Cassidy. I hope we see more of the fire cucking spread into these entries because her with the itty bitty truck and the Sinead with the huge truck was fantastic comedy. Yeah. I mean, again, it was the fire trucks from Michelle season. Like I'm, one after the other. I'm here for it. Yeah. Me too. That was all I had on her. Yeah. That's all I have to. <laughs> uh, Eliza. Um, I forgot that she was the one from Germany until she started speaking German. So the the very tiny clip of her intro that we saw of them eating a sausage together made zero sense. Um, <laughs> until later in the episode when she spoke German. And I was like, ah, yes, okay. This 
It's a little bit better. A little bit less um, rated at. The only note I had on Eliza was girl knows her way around a sausage. Yeah. I mean, she, she was one of those aggressive girls. But I really appreciate this episode. Okay. Um, NC. Uh, Elizabeth. Did I miss Elizabeth? Oh, I put her on the... Sorry, I did um, alphabet wrong. Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth had the super cringy intro video. Mm-hmm. Where she's like peeking around some statue or installation of some sort. And we were rolling on the floor laughing because it was it was like 90s MTV cringy. It was fantastic. And then she brought a fucking whip. And then she fucking gave Clayton a hundred-year-old photo. Girlfriend, don't give him that photo. You're never getting it back, and you are not staying. We don't give sentimental family heirlooms to the bachelor and bachelorette. That's like rule number three. So I will call out, uh, the viewers can see it on the screen, Megan, but this was this is the girl who speaks a dozen languages. Uh. The mismatch between who we saw and what we were given, there's a lot here. I... I can't recall offhand how long she lasts, but I'm excited for more Elizabeth. Not well. <laughs> uh, NC. Now you can talk about NC. Well, no, I, I want to hear your impression first. Oh, my God. That dress and those curves mm-hmm. were fantastic. So fucking good. Best, yeah. best dress, in my opinion. That, that dress... With the the straps just over the one shoulder was stunningly fit to her figure, and she wore it so confidently. You looked gorgeous, like just so somber. bombshell, absolute yeah. bombshell. And he liked it. I mean, like again, like facial expression did not lie. Like he liked it. And then she spoke foreign languages at him, and he kind of like just like went blank. And I'd love to make fun of him, but I would too. I mean, I was I was all in. I was all in on NC. Yeah, no, she's she's wonderful. I, okay. I cannot wait for more NC. I hope she looks as good in like street clothes as she does in that formal gown because she yeah. looks damn good. Okay, uh, Gabby. Gabby. I know we're gonna disagree again, but she looks like a former contestant. I can't hey, see yeah. it in this picture that's up on the screen right now. It's it's definitely not there. No, her face is too round. Um, Gabby also got spot. So both Elizabeth and, and Gabby got spotlighted. Um, again, I just really was shocked by Gabby's like raunchy sense of humor. Like in her spotlight, she thought she has her tight end joke. <laughs> um, didn't realize I had forgotten that she was an NFL cheerleader. And then yeah, I loved her pillow. Um, I wanted more Gabby. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of how they develop her. Uh, yeah. She's going to be around for a little bit. So, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see more of uh, how she opens up. Because we didn't get a whole lot of Gabby. 
yeah. on the first episode. Yeah. So I'll be yeah. curious to see how that develops. Yeah, I want to hear your impressions of Genevieve. She's wearing your favorite color. <sighs> Genevieve, I think what I said while we were watching live is that I would do disgusting things to her face. And then she looked like trouble. Um, I was less impressed with the way she presented herself verbally. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a whole lot there. So I'll be looking to see how she kind of opens up her character a little bit. Uh, but she looked great. And I like some of that, like, simmering attitude underneath. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to, I think we're going to be in for a treat this season. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be in for a tree this season. <laughs> yeah, lots of good-looking girls, but Genevieve kind of kind of stands apart. She's like quasi exotic. Yeah, I wrote down. Um, I think especially like the order that they had the girls in. There were a lot of sequins, a lot of sparkles, and then she comes out in this matte red dress, and like I wrote down red flare. Like she just she looks so different than all the other girls. Um, and it was gorgeous. Like she looked amazing, like so sexy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that portrayal and then like what they ended up talking about were very different, especially like her during the rose ceremony. Um, again, during my rewatch, um, she is in the rose ceremony expressing anxiety, talking about how much she wants kids and how much she wants a family. Um, and so like that portrayal and that messaging is so different than this, like, again, red player body that, that like we kind of saw on the screen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what she's like outside of night one. Yeah. And, and Genevieve only scored six points, uh, really cost me in the global competition. Um, there are some other, some other people I was looking at that would have, would have done me a whole lot better. Um, it really, really, for me, uh, quite frankly, it came down to her or Gabby, and I made the wrong call, um, which is infuriating, but it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, the the negative the negative talk that you were referring to brought her all the way down to twentieth. She only scored six points. Well, and I, again, like I think that 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 though very much um, speaks to how much sometimes your fantasy picks can be driven by how you perceive them. You've spoken about how in past seasons that you don't like Caitlin. And if you are thinking that Gabby looks like Caitlin. 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 I heard Caitlin. Caitlin. Very different. One of the thruple, the the Colton thruple thing. Yeah. Now now she lives in a van, I think. I I think it's like Caitlin, which is, I was like, oh my God, no. Um, Never mind then. My theory is out the window. <laughs> but no, I mean, we have a whole bunch of spoilers, right? So I know exactly how deep Genevieve goes. So in an episode where we didn't have a whole lot to lean on, yeah. uh, I was counting on Genevieve's character developing in a certain way, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes knowing what happens can be a negative. Mm-hmm. This is one of those times for me. It's fine. Uh, Hunter, all I have is there is a snake. 
Yeah, so I had to double check to see what the hell her entrance was because I'm going through my notes. There wasn't any notes. And I'm going through show notes as I'm, as I'm prepping for this. And I'm like, who the hell is Hunter? I have no idea who this person is. I like the snake. The snake got more screen time than she did. I, I, that might be accurate. Because <laughs> they kept showing the snake like on the table. I was very concerned about the snake's well-being. Um, Jill. Jill? We've already heard some of what you think. Um, I will say the architectural historian thing came up during our live viewing, and I made the same joke again about Rhode Island being the only place you could be an architectural historian, and it it hit again. I'm two for two with that joke, so I'm going to hold on to that one for a little bit. I'm glad that you didn't have to do a shot for that. (laughs) Okay, what about Kate? Kate, um... All right, so I'll, I'll share my shallow. She walks up, and I go, wow, that girl has small breasts. And then she pulled airplane bottles out of them, and I was blown away. Absolutely blown away. Because I, I had already ID'd this ahead of time. And then there's there's additional things in there. I was... I. Blown away. I, I went back. That's the only part I've rewatched. I watched her entry again. You can't even tell. I loved it. Thought it was hilarious. I I'm really glad that Kate got a rose and we get to see more of her. Very cute. Dress was gorgeous. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think she's gonna be she's gonna be fun. Um Kira. Kira, who I very much enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it was the white lab coat that did it for me. I don't think that's true. I think it's more than that. Uh, Kira, the contestant who showed up in red lingerie and a white lab coat and a stethoscope, which came to play again later, <laughs> which felt so rehearsed and dry. Yeah. Like, oh, you do have a heart. It's like, okay, Kira, we're just about done with you. That heart rate. Uh, looked great. Didn't really impress me from a contestant standpoint. Uh, Kira ended up top 10. She ended up with 13 points uh, in the 8th slot. Uh, No negative points to be seen. And got a kiss. Yeah, again, she was one of those aggressive ones. Um, I did not remember this from her bio, but I was informed by one of the girls I was watching with... um, that she has cats. Uh-uh. That she, her research is in healthcare disparities. Um, so that's what she does research with. I'm going to leave that alone. Given what we saw, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm confused. Tell you what, I just settled on a new primary care physician. But if I lived in Philadelphia, uh, choice would have been a whole lot easier. Uh, I'm not saying, so you should take a sip. Wasn't a joke. <laughs> Lindsay W. Yeah. Who's now the only Lindsay. So we could just call her Lindsay now. Yeah. Um, I wrote down I thought she was Elizabeth. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many damn blondes. Um, 
She had a bad joke that Clayton nicely laughed at, and she's already already feels like an anxious mess. Yeah, didn't score hardly anything. Um, didn't have a whole hell of a lot of screen time. I feel like she was in almost every group shot, just looking kind of. I was panicked. the, the word. Panicked is, is a is a fine word for it. I was gonna say flustered. That's what I've got on Lindsay. Uh, Mara, who I will have you know, actually screams at the TV. That's not how you spell marinara. Uh, which then brought on a whole bunch of comments from everyone in the room about how stupid it was to say Mara like marinara. That's fair. I could not for the life of me remember how to spell marinara. It's not M-A-R-A. Yeah. Um, I figured that out after I wrote it down. <laughs> it was a weird entry. Um, <laughs> I'm still confused by Mara not liking spicy food. I'm confused about why Mara bought, brought homemade pasta sauce and just spooned it into Clayton's mouth. Uh, Mara is the one who interrupted the date that sent Claire into a tailspin. Yeah. Uh, did look great in her dress. She did. That's all I've got on Mara. Marlena. Marlena. <laughs> the whole entry was cringeworthy. Okay, it was, but... Damn, her voice and her poise, like, Velvet. she could totally be a dominatrix if she wanted to be. Oh, like, that, that took a turn. Oof. I say her voice is like Velvet, and you're thinking about dominatrix. Uh, close your eyes and listen to her say, 15 yards for being so fun. And tell me you don't get a little bit of a job. Uh, I will say that the NFL needs to switch to satin penalty flags. Yeah. Uh, that thing looked good laying on the pavement. <laughs> I could just see uh, the son of Hocules throwing out a satin flag. I think it would bring a whole new whole new thing to the NFL. Uh, Molina, who showed up on those ridiculous fucking shoes. Yeah. I'm glad we got footage of Clayton also wearing the ridiculous shoes. It, doing the work. it made the whole thing feel less like an ad mm-hmm. when he was involved, where she just shows up in her stupid shoes. I was not impressed. Uh, I know I talked about her in our preview as someone yeah. who uh, was, was physically very attractive and I wanted to see more of. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I think, and this happens every season, that there are some people that go home that, like, I'm very confused by why they went home, because I'm like, wow, like, I would have really wanted to see more from them, or, like, I really like them, and then there's some people who say where I'm like, eh, quality check, please. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what she does next episode. Yeah. Okay, your favorite. Yeah. It's time for Rachel. I like literally wrote down, I just don't get it. <laughs> She's 
forward. Yes and no. He pulled her. Like, he literally came up midway through the, sh- through the episode and said, I haven't talked to you yet, and I want to talk with you. But once, once she was sequestered, she was very forthcoming. She was, but still. Like, I don't know what the impact was she made when she stepped out of that limo. Because, again, word for word, he was something like, there's one person I've gotten to talk to yet that I really want to talk to. And he grabbed her. She's got great eyes. Yeah. She, she has a nice personality. I mean, like, he really likes her. I'm just, so fantasy-wise, that's great for us to know. I am uh, I'm looking at what we have up on the screen for the for the viewers here, and I'm reminded that Rachel created a flash mob. Oh, I don't think we talked about that. I... Uh, ton of positive points. Obviously, gets the kiss, gets the rose. She talked about her family. She she, she had the spotlight, so she got extra screen time because of the spotlight too. Where she talked about like she gets points for talking about family, um, and hometown and everything. Within that spotlight. See, I'm, I'm going to pump a couple of our sources for data. Um, this is someone who apparently grew up close to my hometown. Uh, and a whole a whole mess of people went to school with. So we're going to see what we can get from a personality standpoint. My understanding is that there's not a whole lot of uh, newer data uh, with these contacts. But uh, we'll see what we can get on Rachel. We might be able to... Dial in on something. Any insight is uh, is a win, guys. You want to be able to have as much data as possible when you're making your picks. So get what you can. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, who uh, I thought handled herself really, really well. Yeah. She was a she lot was, of fun. She was the first out of the limo. Made a really wonderful like first impression. Had that token of home. I thought I thought she was cute. I thought she made a good impression. She's very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't really see the age thing being an issue in this episode in this season. No. Um, she scored a ton of points. I think she's yeah third third fourth overall right behind Sally. Um, mm-hmm. and got a good chunk of screen time. Yeah. So more to come there. More on Sarah. I think she's gonna be. Someone might be able to lean on for points. Mm-hmm. Serene, uh, who we've already talked about, really did score any points at all. Yeah. Uh, but she, I was impressed overall. She looked fucking amazing. She was in the green? And, yeah, the teal one. The, it was just like liquid satin on her body. The girls uh, loved it. it. The girls gorgeous. we were watching with were, were awestruck by it. Yeah. No, it was a gorgeous dress. looked amazing on her. And again, like, I was disappointed because there were still photos that ABC had put out of her and Clayton interacting one-on-one um, that we didn't get to see, which was unfortunate because the only one-on-one time she got was telling him that Claire um, was telling people that she hated him. Um, but she did, she did get the first rose in the ceremony. So. And again, the, uh, the, so the rule from last season for snitching has been replaced with using any of your time to talk about anyone that's not yourself. Uh, so something to keep an eye on. Uh, whistleblowers are usually whistleblowers. So just just something to be aware of is that, that scoring change for Rose League. Again, know your scoring system. 
Shanae, who has the uh, the honor of being the one who ran over Cassidy's baby truck with her big truck. Um, she got a spotlight. Um, I think from, so from spoilers, I know she gets a very specific narrative within the season and it seems like EBC and the editors are already kind of setting her up for that narrative within this season, uh, or within this episode. Um, so we already hear people kind of shading her a little bit for running over Cassidy's truck and ruining her entrance. Um, and I, I, even within her spotlight, she's talking about, you know, like always going for what she wants and not really caring what other people think. Um, and so again, very much setting up for the narrative that I think we're going to get for Shanae. Cassidy's truck was totally fine. As we saw oh. later in the episode. It got bumped. But hey, positive points, and, and and like you said, probably uh, on pace for a villain edit here. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Sierra, uh, who looked great in her blue dress. Yeah. Didn't Absolutely. make didn't make a whole lot of sense. We talked about this one uh, uh, offline, and then kind of referenced it earlier. Uh, shows up in a DeLorean, which yeah. was cut from the show. And then we get Sierra doing this weird bit about how she's from the future. Yeah. I don't know why they decided to cut two seconds of her getting out of DeLorean that would have made all of that make more sense. But they did. So within the context of the episode, one of the dumbest intros. It, it yeah. didn't make any sense at all. Yes. With the context of the DeLorean, I still don't like it, but at least it makes sense. Yeah, there's a thread that holds it together. Yeah, we didn't see a whole lot of her. She talked a little bit of shit uh, about girls coming in. But overall, but not much there. Yeah. Miss Susie. Susie with the, the hand buzzer. I have gone back and forth on when she did it, I laughed. Then I took the note and I cringed. <laughs> and then the more I thought about it, I really like it. I thought it was cute. I thought it was corny and cute. It's something that's really easy. It doesn't <laughs> detract from the presentation of yourself that you're putting on. And it's something that he's probably going to remember. Yeah. He might remember it as stupid. But night <laughs> one, that's all you need. And it gets the adrenaline pumping, and as we talked about before, the adrenaline is a good thing, because um, I'll create that chemistry. Um, so Susie was the first one to seal him for conversation after his toast, and she got the second rose in the ceremony. Both very important data points. She also got an intro package, painting her in a very interesting light. Yeah, she got, yeah, I mean, I think out of all of the intro packages or like spotlights, like hers, I was most intrigued by. She did dump some points for uh, anxiety, worry, which mm -hmm. is something to keep an eye on. Mm -hmm. Again, we're trying to, we're trying to be polite with our level of spoilers in this episode. Keep an eye on that. That is something that has the potential to dock you points for a ways here. 
Uh, but I'm very intrigued by Susie um, yeah. for a whole host of reasons. I know uh, I am anxiously awaiting Fantasizer scoring to come out for season long. I need some. I need some pricing on this one. Uh, okay, Teddy. I want you to start because you have your whole spiel on her. How you don't? You're interested by her narrative. Yeah, I. Like, so we kind of we kind of talked around it a little bit. Being the virgin is an important bachelor trope. It's something something that comes up. Now in Rose League scoring. We really need her to parlay it into talking about her family or her past. We need her to do more than say she's a virgin because that's not worth anything in this scoring format. Other places it's worth a shit ton. Um, so if it's the kind of thing that comes up early and keeps coming up, it'll be huge. I think she is going to go out of her way to not be the virgin. And if it manifests the way it did night one, where she more than doubles the point output of any other girl, Teddy might be the Nate for this season where you've got to have her in your damn lineup. They kissed five times. Mm -hmm. She got the first impression, Rose. She talked about her family. She made jokes. She's awestruck by Clayton. If she keeps telling him how attractive he is, that's that might be enough points right there. Yeah. The personality we saw, very bubbly, very positive, very about the future. There wasn't a lot of negative reflection. There wasn't a lot of negative uh, feedback. It was, yeah. she's there for Clayton. She's there to have sex. She's there for fun. Like, And that, that edit could be everything. Mm-hmm. Now, we, yeah. we know the depth of contest with her. Mm-hmm. I could see for as long as she's available being the person you have to have in your lineup. So easy to say when she put up 41 points night one. So obviously keep an eye on it, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I had was, yeah. Things that we talked about. So yeah. In- intrigued, uh, for the character. And obviously they gave her an intro package. So she's going to have at least some screen time early. Mm -hmm. Um, So seeing how that plays out is going to be a good one. Uh, It's still weird that she was terrified of ladybugs, but we'll let that go for now. (laughs) Uh, Tessa, who I want to just mention really quick, was what made me write down Clayton's facial expressions in the first place. When she said, <laughs> asset is Tessa backwards, I could almost see <laughs> the just the, like, you know, that meme where it's like all the formulas and shit. It was like that, <laughs> but it was just the alphabet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was, uh, interesting. It was interesting to see her get the final rose there. Because I didn't think she had done enough to stay. Yes. I agree. Um, I think she came off as very confident within her entrance. And then that slowly waned throughout the night. Um, Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know how long she'll be here for. From a point standpoint. Or how big of an impact. Yeah. From a point standpoint, she would have done okay. But all of that uh, footage of her during the rose ceremony where all she's doing is, like, I don't want to go home. It would be so disappointing. Like, she lost six points. Yeah. Like, right at the end, just for the anxiety and worry. Uh, she would have been a lot better off from a scoring standpoint without all of that. Now, finish top 20. Just barely. No, not yeah. not a lot there for me. Okay, so now we're into uh, to your slides here. I see that you've uh, borrowed from our season-long review. Yeah. So, yeah, we just finished doing the season-long review last week. And so, you know, as I'm doing my rewatch, um, I was interested in the data and kind of the trends that we're seeing, especially given some of the trends we saw last season with Michelle. Um, and it kind of started because I was tracking who Clayton was kissing throughout the episode. And Clayton has already kissed pretty much, like, as many guys as Michelle kissed last season in night one. <laughs> um, so Clayton kissed five girls total. Um, obviously, you already mentioned that Teddy got five kisses on screen. That's wild. And then the other girls who kissed Clayton, so Cassidy, Eliza, Kira, and Rachel all kissed him once. As you mentioned, all five of those girls moved on. So, so far we're five for five because Clayton, you are golden. <laughs> um, and I do, I mean, I expect that to continue, right? I mean, if we're seeing five kisses right off the bat, um, like I think that, I don't think, I don't know if we'll be surprised by the number of kisses <laughs> as we were with Michelle season. I think this is going to be like a big point grabber throughout the season is those kisses. So if you can lock in on who is getting the screen time while kissing, then you can get some easy points there. Um, for negative emotions, so this is going to be anxiety, worry, or jealousy, um, which was another big one last season because we had Mr. Brandon, who was very self-conscious. Um, as you mentioned, Tessa ended up expressing the anxiety or worry three times throughout the episode. She was top. And then we had Genevieve, Jill, Lindsay, and Susie, who all expressed that anxiety or worry twice throughout the episode. Um, and so those are kind of the top people right now who might be a little more shaky moving into the next week and kind of doing those comparisons, um, which again, you want to try to balance with the points that you're actually gaining, um, trying to make sure that they're going to be smart picks for you just moving forward. Uh, you want to push it for one more slide? Yep. Okay. Um, and then we have the drama slide. <laughs> and so far we haven't had drama, right? Like there really hasn't been inner contestant drama, I guess I should say. Um, so Talking Smack, we only had um, points for Cassidy and Haley. Um, and obviously Haley went home. Um, and then there were there was no fight. There was no confrontation in this episode. That said, given the previews <laughs> that we have been seeing over and over and over again, I highly suspect that both of these categories are going to fill up real nicely in these coming episodes. Yeah, I think that is more than fair. Yeah, so I think that this is something that we're gonna, that I will keep tracking throughout the season, um, just to kind of keep you guys keyed into maybe some of the areas where you can either get points or lose points moving forward. All right. Well, hey, that is just about uh, our review of episode one. Uh, we're at about ninety minutes already, so 
that we've broken the show up uh, <laughs> for this exact reason. We will have week two picks uh, up at some point here before the episode. Try to get it for you early enough in the weekend where you can steal our picks if, if you would like to. Uh, we are on Rose League, 602 Rose Show. We are now a featured league. So if you're looking to join, we will be right up at the top with a nice featured tag. The more people that join, the higher up that list we go. So hop on in. Uh, Fantasizer season long. I had a conversation with them. They should have pricing out Thursday or Friday. As soon as they have pricing, we will do our season long picks and preview for Clayton's season here. Uh, that is a lot of fun on that league. So watch our watch our socials and stuff for the link to that. Uh, but that should be should be a whole bunch of fun. So look forward to a couple more episodes from us this week. Uh, and then we'll kind of fall more into our normal cadence. We might split these episodes up early in the season as there's still so many girls. Uh, but I think we're going all the way down to 15 uh, after episode two. So I might... 18. Yeah, so it might get clean. It might get a little bit cleaner earlier, but we've heard everyone talk about wanting shorter episodes. So we'll, we'll do what we can. Uh, obviously, this one, this one a little bit on the longer side, but you know, we do it for you. It, it's all that shit talking. So, hey, thank you for joining us for 602 Row Show, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys.